As soon as Logan unlocked the Leith's front door, a high-pitched beeping filled the cold morning air. He keyed the code into the unit, and silence reigned again. Inside, the place was ruined. Everything that might be contaminated with body fluids carted away to be incinerated. The smell of bleach in the kitchen was almost overpowering, but the blood was gone. The environmental health clean-up team strikes again. Logan had thrown the kitchen window open and the back door too, trying to get rid of the stink. And then he'd searched the house, looking for anything from Weight Watchers that might suggest Valerie Leith had been a member, but there was nothing. Steele was in the back garden, fag in one hand, mobile phone clamped to her ear with the other. Logan was on his way to tell her the bad news and stopped with his fingers resting on the handle, remembering the crime scene, bloodstains all the way up the walls, not just all over the floor. A slow grin spread across his face. He finally knew what had been bugging him about the Leith case. D.I. Steele leaned back against the working surface. That doesn't prove anything. Look. Logan pointed at the bleach marks above the tiled splashback. There was blood all the way up the walls. Four streaks. He wrapped his hand around an imaginary knife, raised it high, then stabbed the inspector four times. Each time the knife comes out, it sprays blood in an arc up the walls. None of the other crime scenes have that kind of blood pattern. Alec, you got the footage you shot this morning at the Stevens. I need to see the kitchen. Alec obliged. See? Logan pointed at the picture. There's no blood on the walls or ceiling. I've been through every crime scene photo since 1985, and when he kills them on sight, it's always the same. Floor soaked, blood splashed to about knee high, fine spray on the units. No marks up the walls. Oh, come off it. Leith saw the bloody flasher. Yeah, and lived to tell the tale. Logan held up a copy of smoke with blood he'd found in the Leith's bedroom. It's all in here. The M.O., the costume, the fact he leaves bits of meat behind, plus I called the lab. They did a rush job on that slab of meat we found at the Stephen House this morning. It was a bit of Duncan Inglis. If the flesh has still got slices of him knocking around, how come Valerie Leith ends up in her own freezer? Steele swore. Okay, okay, get the IB out here. Tear the place apart again. Heather, Heather, are you weak? Darkness, stench, cold. She groaned and slapped both hands over her eyes. Heather, go back to sleep, Mr. New. Don't call me that. My name's Tom. I told you three times already. Pause. A shuffling sound, then Mr. New was whispering to her through the bars. His sour breath washed across Heather's face, stale vomit and panic. We'll have to get out of here. The dark won't let us. I've got a plan. He wriggled closer. When the flusher comes back, I'll pretend to be dead and... And then you start screaming and he goes over to see what's wrong and I... I'll ram his head into the bars. Keep doing it till the bastard's dead. You grab his hands and pull so he can't get away. I don't... You have to. You have to or we'll both die in this shithole. Duncan settled back against the bars. He's got a point. 
Sooner or later the dark gets everyone. But I can't. I won't die in here. Mr. New's voice echoed away into the dark. And then his hand reached through the bars. Please, I don't want to die. Heather bit her lip. Okay, I'll do it. Well, said Steele, watching as the IB packed their kit back into the filthy transit van. Well, that was a waste of time and money. It was cold and dark outside, just a sliver of moon poking out between the clouds as everyone got ready to go home. The lead tech peeled off his SOC suit. Nothing left to find. Environmental health bleached the whole place to buggery. Sorry. Logan took one last look around him. The nearest neighbours were a faint yellow flicker through trees, miles from anywhere. You think they're on Maine's water? Steele shrugged. Probably. What about sewage? How the hell would... She stared at him. Oh, tell me you're kidding. Uh, it'd have to be downhill from the house, but close enough to the road so the tanker can get in and drain it. He started walking round the garden, steel hot on his heels. There was no sign of a septic tank cover anywhere near the house. If you think I'm rummaging through someone else's jobbies, you've got another thing coming. Logan wandered down the road in the dark, probing the grass verge with a torch. Mud, patch of dead nettles, brambles. A rectangular shape poked out between tufts of grass. It was overgrown with grass and weeds, bedded in with a thick layer of mud. Steele stood beside him, staring down at the septic tank lid. There you go. No buggers move that for ages. Yeah, I suppose you're right. He stood, torch grazing across the lid one last time. There was a faint glimmer of something white. Logan bent down and peered at it, a scrape in the side of the concrete. He took a handful of grass and pulled. It came away from the lid in a slab of spiky green, like a punk toupee. That's been peeled off and slapped back on again so no one would know. Look. Steele did. Ah, bugger it, we're going to have to search the bloody thing, aren't we? Yep. Mr. New was silent as a shaft of light rushed across the rusty floor. He was lying on his side, pretending to be asleep. Enter the flesher, carrying a plate of sausages. One step, two steps, three steps. She glanced at Mr. New, who was mouthing, No! Scream now! at her. Heather moaned, clutched her stomach, screamed. The flesher ran to her. Mr. New lurched to his feet and charged. He slammed into the flesher's back, and they both crashed into the bars. The plate hit the rusty floor and shattered, the contents skittering away into the darkness. Mr. New grabbed the back of the rubber Mrs. Thatcher mask and rammed the flusher's head into the bars. Grab his hands! Grab the fucker's hands! Duncan was right behind her. Don't do it, Heather. But... He can't beat him. No one can beat him. The flusher looked up, hollow eyes latching on to Heather's. He was the dark, and he knew. This was a test. No! Heather, grab his fucking hands! I can't! The flesher turned and grabbed a handful of Mr. New's shirt. 
then buried a fist in his face. Mr. New staggered, slipped in the puddle of vomit, and fell back against the wall. Boom! He lay there, groaning, and the flesher kicked him in the head, lurched back a couple of steps, and did it again, and again, until Mr. New wasn't moving any more. Two minutes later, the flesher hauled the tin bath back into the prison. Heather nearly wet herself. She scrambled back into the far corner, biting her lip. She'd been good. She'd been good. She'd been good. And then the flesher was winching Mr. New up into the air, cutting away his clothes and bringing the lightsaber down on the crown of the unconscious man's shiny head. Crack. Mr. New didn't stop twitching until the bright blue rod was rammed into the hole in his skull. Deceased is female, mid-thirties, approximately fifteen stone. Valerie Leith was laid out on the shiny cutting table like a broken Barbie doll. Forearms, biceps, head, torso, thighs, legs, all separate. Still covered in a thin grey-brown film of stinking gloop. Can you no hurry up and wash the damn bits off? Isabel glowered at Steele. If you will insist on dragging me in here in the evening to perform a post-mortem on a body you fished out of a septic tank, the least you can do is not interrupt while I'm doing it. Steele lasted a whole two minutes before leaning over and whispering to Logan. You're a bloody jinx, do you know that? Anyone else finds a body, it's usually pretty fresh. You is half rotten and marinated in shite.